Another TNC show episode. Sadly, sadly, CJ isn't here right now. Hopefully, uh, he joins here in a bit when he's got things settled down. But I got Huff here with me again. And then we got our boy TC back on the episode here. He was back on once in season one. And now he's back on again. He made another appearance. So had to get him on here for the Cyhawk game as he's a big Iowa fan. So that's kind of why we got him on here, but let's uh let's get right to it, boys. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So first off, let's recap uh week one college football. TC, you're the you're the one that hasn't been on in a while. I'm gonna start with you. What do you think about uh this Georgia Oregon game where Georgia absolutely stomped Oregon? That's kind of what we all predicted. Um. But yeah, Georgia just absolutely sh- shows up and takes out Oregon. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I think it's pretty wild to see Georgia win by that much. I think de- definitely everyone thought they'd take care of business. But um, having the former Georgia D coordinator, he's the coach for or- Oregon now on that staff, I definitely thought that they'd be able to give them a little bit more trouble than they did. But I think it just also shows how how much better than everyone else Georgia is right now. Um, obviously, having a really good quarterback back and a bunch of talent around him made things look really, really easy. So going forward, I think it's kind of Georgia and Alabama's world and everyone else is just kind of living in it for the time being. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. <clears throat> I was really impressed with Stetson Bennett. I thought – just based on what we saw from last year, this year, I think he stepped up his game to another level. He kind of made himself a little highlight reel against Oregon. So that's kind of exciting to see because that was Oregon's problem last year. Or not, sorry, not Oregon. That was Georgia's problem last year was the quarterback position. Nobody really thought like how that was going to end up and ended up working out for him, obviously. But if Stetson Bennett can play like that, they're in, they're in for a treat. Everybody who plays Georgia is in for a treat. Yeah, and especially with their defense. I mean, their defense is obviously so athletic. Insane. And, uh, you pair it Insane. with a playmaker at quarterback like that, it's going to be tough. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's pretty base forward. Uh, Huff, I'm going to give you an exciting game. What did you think about the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? Honestly, I thought Ohio State kind of disappointed me. I thought even though Najiba got hurt early in the first uh, – I didn't really think C.J. Stroud played all that well. And Notre Dame's defense is pretty legit. They kind of just sat back in coverage, never ran man. And the one time they ran man, one of the slot receivers for Ohio State burned them for about a 30-yard touchdown on third down. But, uh, no, I thought – I was pretty impressed with Notre Dame. They kind of just had, like, a pretty easy game plan. They said, we're going to wait here until you make a mistake and we're going to jump on you from there. And – they were driving, and they just couldn't, their offense couldn't quite get going. And uh, Ohio State just found a way, and that's all coaching. And I, that's all co- they have the best coach I think in America, Ryan Day, and they found a way to win there. So good win for them. Thoughts on where Notre Dame you think is gonna end up throughout the year? 
I think Notre Dame's going to have a great year. I think Freeman's a great coach. they got a pretty damn good quarterback, I thought. And he really has no weapons around him. He has pretty much one tight end. That's about it. But uh, their defense, I think, is going to carry him all year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, moving on, I'll I'll take uh, this one. Florida State versus LSU. That might be the craziest ending to a game we've seen in a while. Agree? Disagree? Hey, yeah. remember what I said on the last episode, team? Florida State's back, baby. They're back. <laughs> that game was crazy, but just to kind of tell the crowd what happened, I mean, so L- punt, Florida State punts it. LSU muffs it. Florida State gets the ball. Florida State ends up having the ball on, like, what, the one-yard line, was it? Yeah, and then, and then they ran and a they toss. they fumbled it back. They ran a toss on third down. You never run a toss on third down. Fumbled it back to LSU. LSU ends up getting the ball, drives all the way down the field with like a minute left. Scores with one second left on the clock, something like that, uh, to make it a one-point game. LSU was only down a touchdown, make it a one-point game. And then they go to kick the PAT, and Florida State blocked it for the win. I mean, that's just a up-and-down ending to a game. So, I mean – that's just a game you like to see in opening – well, not opening week, but because there were games two weeks ago. But officially week one, that's a game you like to see. That's just fun to watch. So, um, I think both teams will end up being respectively pretty good. Um, so, Florida State and LSU are both teams to keep an eye on. But here you go, TC. Arkansas escapes Cincinnati. Yeah, this game – Razorback boy. Let's hear it. This game was – I mean – through two quarters, I want to say uh, it was pretty sure it was fourteen zero. Arkansas was up two touchdowns, and then out of nowhere, Cincinnati scored. I think fourteen or seventeen in the third quarter because they, yeah, I think they went up three at one point. But um, Jefferson for Arkansas, I mean, four total touchdowns. He was making plays all over and just wasn't going to let Arkansas lose this game at home. You know. They got John Daly on the sidelines rooting them on. How could you let Big John and Little John down? Um, but it's definitely been kind of cool to see Arkansas kind of bring that program back a little bit. And really, I think they'll have a pretty solid season. Um, but, yeah, it was a crazy game, and I thought Jefferson was really the difference just with those four touchdowns making plays all over. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but. Big CJ is in the building. Is he or is he not? I am. Yep, there he is. The man, the myth. He is here. Uh, John, we're going to go right to you, man. TC just talked about our boat. Actually, I do have a question. Uh, TC, if you had to say where Cincinnati would end up at the end of the year, where would you say? Um... I'd say they uh, probably get nine wins, maybe. I don't. I definitely don't. They're not even close as good as last year, in my opinion. I'm not sure what you guys think, but no, I mean they. No, I don't think so either. But I. What do you think? Top ten, top fifteen? No. No. No way. I'd say nine wins is like best case scenario. I need to pull up their schedule though. 
and not nine wins in their conference ain't gonna have you ranked. Yeah, I'm just asking. So, uh, John, let's get you in on this. Florida upsets Utah. What you think about that, big man? I to- I told y'all last last time we talked. Not a fan of the Pac-12 guys. Just they're not built to compete with these SEC teams in that kind of an environment. Um, I think so. I think I picked Florida, uh, but yeah, I think Anthony Richardson. Um, I can't remember if he. Uh, I just remember this one play I saw on Twitter where he like spun out of a tackle and threw. Yeah, that, I, that, was, that play two- was. That play was unreal, dude. What, was that, that for a two point conversion? It, it, yeah, it was on a it was for on a two point conversion to go up three. Yeah. I think. He he played insane from when I watched with both through the air and uh with his legs. I think he had like two rushing touchdowns. Uh but yeah, I think Florida could give Georgia a run for their money. Uh Utah, I guess I'll still uh have them for my Pac twelve pick. Uh but like I said, I'm not watching Pac-12 football. I ain't doing nothing for me. Ain't good. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, where would you guess Utah ends up in these final rankings throughout the year? I just I don't think any Pac-12 team is going to be even close to getting in. Uh, we saw Georgia, Georgia, Oregon. Come on. Uh, I just I think they're all going to beat up on each other, and the top team in the Pac-12 will probably be like ten and two Utah. So they're just around the 10 to 15 range. No Pac-12 team will sniff the playoffs this year. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, Huff, I'm going to save you. I'm going to talk about this one. Clemson dominates Georgia Tech. Really, that game kind of started off a little slow, um, I thought. I don't think any points were scored at the end of the first. I don't think. Yeah, so it did start off a little slow. Um, the one thing I'm going to say is, I always say his name wrong, Ugalele, Ugalele, how you say his name? You, any, any of you let's, know just, let, let's, just, let's just call him DJ. DJ, yeah. how about that? There we go. DJ, I don't know if he's the answer, dude. I just don't know. I think Clemson's good, but I don't know if he's good enough to take him to a title. They got Cade Klubnik. That kid, that, I like dude, that him. kid, that kid is a stud. He I scored. Like he, he led him to a touchdown on his only drive. Yeah, I had, I, like I had, him, dude. I had, I had Clemson alternate spread minus twenty seven and a half. So that was huge for me when I saw him come in. I, yeah. I really like him. I actually think he, there's a chance he could take over that QB spot by the end of the year. I'm just saying. It wouldn't shock. It wouldn't shock me one bit either. I'm just saying, but, um. Yeah, that one's nice quick because obviously they ended up dominating Georgia Tech kind of like how we all thought they would. But Huff, your boys, North Carolina State, they find a way, man. Wait, the think? Wolfpack, baby. Are you baby. a little nervous about your pick? I was a little nervous. Uh, my boys got it done. They got they found a way to win in a hostile environment against a very veteran ECU team. Uh, Devin Leary, uh, he didn't have the best game. He was 17 of 33, uh, 211, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, I had NC State minus 11 and a half. They were up 21 7 at half. They they turned the ball over on the one yard line on fourth down, and then they fumbled on fourth and one on the one yard line. So it was a pretty bad beat for me. But uh, 
they really need to think about getting a new offensive coordinator. Their offensive play calling is fucking trash. Um, they don't give Leary any confidence on short throws. They always just take deep shots. Uh, they have a very veteran offensive line. I'd like to see him run the ball a little bit more. But um, overall, uh, great teams find a way to win. So uh, next week we got Charleston Southern. Uh, it's going to be a little rest-up game before we uh, welcome the Texas Tech Red Raiders to uh, to Wolfpack country for a big game on ESPN next week. Go go Wolfpack, baby. You Let's mean in two weeks? In two weeks. No, they play next week. Week three. Oh, well, yeah, okay, that's what – yeah. Yeah, okay. we play Texas Tech week three. Okay, yeah, that's what I was meaning. That's what I was meaning. Puff, was that missed field goal not from, like – wasn't it, like, a 20-yard field goal? No, it was, like, a it was like a 38-yarder, and he completely – it was not even close. Oh, I thought it looked closer than that, but, yeah. Tough yeah, way he to sucks. Go out. He, he sucks, dude. Let's go. Western – let's go, baby. NC State. My bet stays alive. We're winning the ACC this year. We're winning it. So, okay, moving on. Keep it, keep it nice and simple because we got more to talk about uh, later, TC. But give me your Iowa SDSU thoughts. Keep it s- sweet and simple. Um, I guess I'd just start off by saying, obviously, the offensive issues for the Hawkeyes are going to – continue into the foreseeable future um they just couldn't get any penetration on the d line of sdsu um sdsu is a good football program a fundamentally sound team they've got a legendary coach who's been there for a long time but um the fact that we couldn't get any push or any run game going at all um is pretty sad. Um, Iowa's biggest issue right now is that wide receiver, probably. Um, we've got three wide receivers hurt right now, and obviously we lost two in the portal to Purdue in the offseason. Um, one level, I mean, we don't have a wide receiver over 5'10 right now, so we have small wide receivers that you know, are struggling to kind of create separation. I know everyone wants to blame our quarterback, but honestly, um, I mean, he, he had a couple misreads throughout the game, but I would say there was a lot of times where our receivers got no separation. Um, and, I mean, kudos to the defensive staff of SDSU. They were definitely well-prepared um, and honestly just really, really lucky to win that win that game there was a long pass that SCSU overthrew a wide open receiver um and we could have been looking at you know being down in that game and we definitely wouldn't have we weren't going to score a touchdown so um just happy to escape with the win and try to get some things figured out going forward hopefully fair enough that's very well said very well said uh so after talking about Iowa, let's head to Iowa State versus SEMO. What'd you think about this, CJ? Uh, pretty much what I expected. Probably actually a little better than I expected because we've seen in the past Iowa State will like to dick around with UNI is usually who it is in their openers. Uh, people accuse them of trying to hide the playbook for Iowa, uh, but I think this past week, you know, opened it up. I liked what I saw out of Deckers. I know he had that one pick, but. Other than that, you know, exactly what we're expecting him to be. You know, he moves around a little bit, 
stronger arm than Purdy. Um, Hutchinson was great. Um, I will say the one worry I did have was on the defensive side of the ball. Um, uh, teams are going to double team McDonald. We saw Simo do that. Somebody else has got to get some pressure, guys. Uh, I don't know who that's going to be, but someone's got to step up. Yeah, Huff, you want to back up? I completely agree with CJ. I thought our offense looked great. I thought uh, our trio of running backs that we have will never have a running back tired. Uh, I saw today on Twitter that Norton probably won't play against Iowa next week, but we'll still have Sanders and uh, Jarrell. But uh, I was pretty impressed with Deckers. I thought he played great. Hutchinson, obviously, was amazing. Um, I thought our secondary struggled a little bit, I thought, and as well as our D-line, I thought, as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Those are – those are good thoughts. Uh, I'm going to add, I'm worried about, obviously, the three three five against Iowa, you know. We, we need to – obviously, the, de- the defense isn't going to change scheme-wise, but the linebackers need to be prepared to fill those holes next week. And someone, like I said, the defensive line's got to get more push. You know, when you're struggling to get push against SEMO, you're going to face one of the best offensive lines – in the nation, arguably, next week. Someone's got to get pushed, guys. Yep, you're right. You're right. TJ. So, moving on, we're going to move on to some uh, week two predictions here. <clears throat> um, I was just calling you guys. You give me your prediction. If anybody else disagrees, then feel free to chirp up and say something. So, I'm going to start off with Alabama. Minus 20 versus Texas. Um, it's a lot of points. I'm pretty sure it's at Texas, right? Yep, right it's at, 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 at Texas. Texas. It's a lot of points. It's definitely – I'll start. Go ahead. I think Alabama steamrolls Texas. I Give me the minus 20. It's going to be one of my favorite bets all week. Uh. Alabama's offense is unreal. Bryce Young looked absolutely phenomenal against Utah, even though it's Utah State. Texas is known for never having a good defense. I think they're going to be all hyped up. I don't think Ewers is going to live up to the hype. I think this game could be over right around the middle of the third quarter. Give me Alabama minus 20. Anybody else agree or disagree with that? Definitely. Definitely. Oh. I think think for Texas, this is like the – if the if it's gonna work out for Sark and he wants to make a statement, you're at home. You gotta ra- you gotta rally the troops here and at least cover. Set the tone <laughs> for the season. Keep it close. Not not saying Texas is gonna win by any means, but I'll take the points at home, especially this early in the season. All right. All right. Back to you, TC. Arkansas is favored eight and a half versus South Carolina. Too many points again. Rattler, I mean, their O line. I know Rattler's probably going to be make play. I see this being like a high scoring, like in the thirties. But I think South Carolina is maybe down two scores and then gets like a garbage touchdown to cover. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't that impressed with Arkansas, and I just think they'll be in a lot of tight games this year, and I think this will be another one. I agree with you, actually. I completely agree with you. 
Anybody would take Arkansas with the points? I'm taking South Carolina to cover as well. Too many points. I'm I'm going to go away from the spread. I'm going to go with the over 53. I think it's two very high-powered offenses with two mediocre defenses. I wasn't very impressed with uh, South Carolina. I watched all of South Carolina's game because I kind of – like Rattler, he's pretty fun to watch. I wanted to see his debut. Uh, South Carolina's defense is horrendous. And I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. And I think Rattler in his first SEC game is going to try and make a statement. And I think he will. So I think this game is going to be very high scoring. That's probably the better play now that uh, I heard that it was 53. Good analysis, huh? Moving on to our next one, we got Tennessee minus six and a half versus Pitt. What do you think about this one, big CJ? That's a hostile environment, I will say. Rocky top. And I'm not going to lie – Pitt really wasn't doing too much for me. Uh, when I watched that game against West Virginia, I think their defense definitely has some holes. Um, I think, would you say uh, Tennessee's six-point favorites? Six and a half. Give me Tennessee to cover that. Hendon Hooker. Yep. Give me him. Hokey right. transfer. All right. I think I'm going to take the Pittsburgh money line. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> yep. Tamin, I'm going to back you up on here. You hear the dogs barking? Give me no that slow money line dogs. Plus no slow this. Plus 205. Give me Pitt on the money line. It's a hostile environment. You saw that last week against West Virginia. I think Pitt. I think Pitt's a legit team in the ACC. Give no, me I the thought... home dogs. No, I thought it was at Tennessee. No, it's at Pitt. It's at Pitt. Oh, Oh, that might that might change my pick actually. Give oh, me Pitt. Oh, oh. G- give give me dude. Give me Pitt. You hear oh, them no, dogs barking? No, I, I love take I love taking home underdogs actually. So I yeah I think I might have I might have to take Pitt then. All right, you got we see, we got your head turned, huh? I see. I, you I, got. I, I yeah. hear this. I feel like so the total for this game is sixty six. But I was I was just looking here, and each team allowed like over 350 yards of offense. Tennessee had 507. I don't who'd they play week one? Do any of you know? State. Ball yeah, State. Oh, okay. That would make sense why they have 570 yards. I'd say I don't know. I'd say a lot of points. You have one for for a top 25 matchup. I feel like I don't know. I hate unders, so I'd probably I'd probably roll with you guys and maybe Pitt loses by like three if they do lose, but definitely a game they could have a chance to win late. Yeah, that's a good pick. Good pick. <laughs> Next one, I'm going for I'm going for this one. Kentucky versus Florida. I'm taking Florida adjusted spread nine and a half. Give me it. Oh man. What the? You all may spread. believe in Richardson? Give me it. Wow. Florida like minus it. nine and a half. Bucket. Oh, I like it. What do you guys think about that one? I like alt spreads. Yeah, because it rocks. Here's <laughs> Better I'm going odds. Nine and a half, so I don't get spook baited by ten points. Okay, but yeah. nine and a half—they're covering that. No, I, I agree. If Anthony Richardson plays like he did this past week, they, they will. And it's at Florida. And 
I don't like Kentucky, honestly. I really don't think they're that good. You don't like Kent- Stoops? No, not really. And I think, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, I don't know. Kentucky's, like, that team, like, people, like, are getting excited for, but, like, no technically specific reason. And I just feel like they'll fall out of 25 or top 25 here in, like, a week or two, and then they'll stay out of it, honestly. I think they're just a pre-hyped team. I mean, they got their quarterback back from last year. Ooh, Penn wow. State transfer. Ooh, Lead wow. us. I, I oh. think that's why people – if they if people think he can take the next step and be better than he was last year, that's, I think, where the hype kind of comes from. But Florida being at home, I think, I think they'll win by a touchdown or more. Yep, Gators. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Kentucky. Uh, I think. I know. I am. I gotta fade the. I gotta fade the public. Uh, I think. (laughs) I think. uh, I think Florida is gonna be. Oh oh my gosh! We just upset a top a top ten team. Blah blah blah. I think they're gonna be living up to the hype. Uh, I think Kentucky's gonna come in with a veteran quarterback, actually a very veteran defense. Uh, I don't know if Chris Rodriguez will be back. He's their stud running back as well. Uh, they got some studs on the outside. Uh, I could see Florida maybe winning this game, but I can see maybe Florida winning on a game-winning chip shot. So I think four and a half is too many points. Give me the Wildcats plus four and a half. All right, man. Uh, back to you, Huff. OK State minus 11 versus Arizona State. Weird matchup here. Very weird. Like CJ said, I'm not a big Pac-12, Pac-12 believer. Um. I thought Oklahoma's offense, Oklahoma State's offense looked phenomenal. Sanders. Uh, you look good, man. You hear me, huh? Do you like lag out or something? Half Tiger. No kidding. I don't know what happened to him. TC, what do you think about uh, OK State, though? I mean, Sanders is tough for sure. Didn't he have, like, five TDs last week? Yeah, he looked good. Um, I – 11, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it is. Versus Oklahoma versus Arizona Those two guys got kicked. Do we want to keep going? Oh, He's man, back, dude. Okay. I'm back. All right, I'll, I'll, back. Yeah, I like it was weird. I can like I couldn't hear anybody. I'll just re I'll restart. I'll just uh, I thought this game's pretty intriguing. Uh, a Pac-12 opponent. Uh, I really haven't seen what Arizona State really did. I know they have Emory Jones, the transfer from Florida. Uh, they played a horrible opponent at home. They played Northern Arizona. And they won forty to three. Um, I like Oklahoma State minus eleven. I think their offense is just going to be too much for Arizona State. Um, I think Oklahoma State will find a way defensively to limit their points like they couldn't do against Central Michigan. Uh, uh, Sanders has got too many weapons on the outside. Give me Oklahoma State minus 11. Is Spencer Sanders the man? He's a goat. Four four tutties. Does it not worry you, though, the 44 points and the 546 yards to Central Michigan last week? Cowboys got to close some – Gaps here on defense. Come on now. Central Michigan, 546 yards. 
they do got to fix some stuff, but I think they will. Uh, they're they have a veteran coaching staff. I think they'll find a way. Maybe an over. I don't know what it's set at. I don't believe in Arizona State's. All, I was just looking at it too. Um, it is. I have it right here. It is fifty-seven and a half. I was thinking about taking Arizona State's. Uh, I was thinking about taking first quarter Oklahoma State minus three and a half, but. I don't know. It's just a weird game. I'm just going to stick with Oklahoma State. I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go Oklahoma State spread. All right. I like it. Next game here. <clears throat> CJ at BYU. Baylor. Baylor at BYU. Yeah, well, I mean, three and a half for BYU. Hey, man, I came on here and picked uh, Baylor to win the Big 12 last time we had a podcast. I got to stick to it. Um, obviously, they played Albany last week, so you can't really base their performance off that. But Blake Chapin looked sharp. Um, I think uh, if they're going to win the Big 12, this would be a good win for them to do so. Only thing that worries me about picking Baylor, uh, not only to win to cover, but to also win this, is I'm pretty sure the public's all over Baylor. And if you know how I am with betting, I hate uh, being on the same side that the public is. But... I'm going to do that here. Give me Baylor. Don't know much about BYU. Give me Baylor. I'm going to say a lot of people are saying that college game day should be Baylor versus BYU instead of Alabama versus Texas. Uh, No, you can't go to wherever BYU's at, Provo or whatever. (laughs) Come on. You got to go down south. You got to go to Austin. The fans care way more down there. Texas, Alabama, it's going to – the fans are just going to be drunk. People are going to be going nuts. <laughs> BYU, they're, they're going to be preparing to go to church tomorrow. You know, it's it's not the same. As Texas goes and gets – Wait, did we get CJ's Bama-Texas pick, or was he not on yet? Uh, no, no, I was on. I I think Alabama's going to oh, win okay. and cover. Okay. Uh, t- tough spot for Ewers in his first uh, – or second college start. Yeah, that is true. I think Baylor's – I mean, in college football, I feel like the home team, you might, I feel like the books just give them three right away. It's kind of like the Iowa game this week, too. You kind of get three-point head start, if you want to call it that, for, you know, just being at home. So, I look at it as more kind of like a pick em at that point, and I'd say Baylor going to have no problem winning by seven or more. That's a fair point, TC, actually. I like that. I agree with you. So, all right. The last game. The last melt. Cyhawk. ISU versus Iowa. Huh? Why don't you take this one? Man, <clears throat> this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I'm – Hammer the under. I am I'm, – I'm, that was going to be – I'm – I'm staying completely away from money line and I'm staying completely away from spread. Uh, I'm going with the under 40. Uh, I was, I was offense worries me. I was, I was defense against Iowa state's offense worries me even more. Uh, I was defense, even though the airplane South Dakota state looks really legit. They have arguably two of the best linebackers in the country. Uh, I love the under here. I don't think Petrus will, uh, I don't know. It's just a tough game to cap and, I'm just going to stick with the under. I think it's going to be a very boring game. I think the game could come down to a game-winning chip shot. But it's going to be – I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers and a lot of punts. 
Uh, give me the under 40. Yeah, we'll just – what? CJ, chirp in here. Got it. I, I, I'll usually pick Iowa in these games, and the main reason I always pick Iowa – and the main reason Iowa owns this rivalry is special teams and a scheme. Iowa boasts year in and year out elite special teams, arguably the best special teams in the nation. Tory Taylor, just an absolute magician. Where we see Iowa State flounder when it comes to special teams, uh, whether that be catching punts, making fair catches inside the five, missing field goals, um, stuff like that. And then, like I said earlier, with scheme, Iowa State with that three-three-five just worries me. With Iowa, who's going to want to come in and pound the rock at home here, feed off the crowd, uh, have their uh, signature seven, eight-minute drives where it's just four yards, four yards, four yards. So I, I think I'm going to stick with what I've been over the years. I'm taking Iowa. Pains me to say it. It's going to be eight years in a row. Give me Iowa. TC? Um, so Keegan Johnson isn't playing. Um, so we're still – in the same situation I talked about earlier as far as receivers go. We've got one over 5'10". His name's Brody Brown. Apparently he's been getting reps in practice, trying to get caught up from baseball. Um, So he's going to be in the mix this week. But the thing with Iowa, as far as defense goes, I would feel a lot better than I do now. But Justin Jacobs is actually out. This week, um, he plays like our lead position and is just a freak athlete. And so being down a guy there, I think they're probably going to move DeGene to that position uh, for this week. And obviously, he's a lot less experienced than Jacob. So I think that could have a bigger impact than people think. Um, our D-line also didn't get much pressure last week. So that kind of worries me with Decker's having – a lot of time to kind of get comfortable in the pocket if we don't get a really good pass rush. Um, I picture this being obviously low scoring like everyone else. Um, our O-line didn't get any push versus SCSU, so I don't expect them, even with a three-three-five, to come out and look night and day. But throughout the course of being an Iowa fan, there's a lot of things that happen that just don't make sense. Um and I feel like I feel like Hutchinson is just too good. I think you guys are going to challenge our defense vertically more than you did when Purdy was around. Purdy was more of a eight to ten yard, like or shorter even because he didn't have the arm strength. So I feel like with Deckers, they'll be able to you know try to get some of those chunk plays. If I had to put a score on it, I'm going 17 to six Cyclones. I don't think the Hawkeyes score a touchdown. I'm, I'm, I gotta see otherwise, man. We've got, I saw some stat today, like our last Petrus's last game, eight games, he has like ten picks and one touchdown. So, <laughs> man, I just, I, I gotta see something different to believe it at this point. And 17 to six gives you guys two scores. On us in a field goal, maybe one long one to Hutchinson and a long drive with maybe Jareel Brock getting getting something in the red zone going and us uh, still not scoring. I just, like I said, I got to see something different to believe it. We're going to have to play our tight end 
inside to double up on McDonald. And this past week, they tried playing him in the slot. So, you know, those are two of our best pass catchers who are now going to be focused more on, you know, blocking. So I, I have no confidence, you know, being at home, it'll help, but it was crickets in that stadium this past week. So there's not much of an advantage if that offense is going to come out and go three and out every, every, uh, every possession. So we'll see how it plays out. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to say anything on my pick. I'm going to keep myself quiet. Because <laughs> I feel like if I pick either team, I'm, I'm in the wrong either way. So I could be in the wrong either way. So I'm not going to give my pick. I'm just excited for this game. Hopefully it plays out how I want it to. And just hoping for a good game, honestly. Just hoping for a good game, not like the last couple of years where it has been slow and stuff like that. But so, all right, let's get moving. NFL, week one. Make it quick. Okay. Huff, you're first. Your two favorite bets for week one. Two favorite bets, week one. All right. So, first, I am going to start on Thursday night football. I'm taking the Rams. Money line and plus two. Super Bowl champs, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup at home, Notre Davis White. I think Cooper Cup has a heyday. I think the Rams win. And then finally, uh, my last favorite bet, um, I'm going to go Commanders minus two and a half. I'm not a big believer in the Jags quite yet. Uh, I think Wentz is going to shock a lot of people this year. Uh, It's at home. Uh, No Chase Young, though. Uh, that defensive line is still damn good. I think the Jaguars won't have any answers offensively as they have it the last couple of years. So uh, give me the commanders minus two and a half. CJ, you got any picks for uh, the NFL this week? Uh, I'm going to agree with Huff. Actually, I already placed this bet. Uh, I have the Rams, but I adjusted their spread to plus three and a half. I think it came out to minus 140. So you're giving a little juice there, but uh, I put a couple units on that. Uh, you know, Notre Davis White's huge for the Bills. Like like Huff said, Cooper Cup should have a heyday if he wants. And, the, you know, they're, they're defending Super Bowl champs for reasons. So give me the Rams. And then I also took an adjusted spread at the Vikings week one, moved that to plus three and a half, also comes out to about minus 140. Um, you know, the Vikings are at home. Uh, you know, it's a new team, new era of Vikings football. Kevin O'Connell's in town. I think the offense is ready to erupt. Um Big matchup outside, Justin Jefferson, Jair Alexander. Uh, and I'm like, I got a bonus pick because Jair Alexander is going to be shadowing Justin Jefferson. Give me Adam Thielen anytime touchdown score. So those are my picks. <laughs> hey, I like that, though. I like that. And because he's on my fantasy team. So, you know, that's fair. TC, you got any NFL picks? Yeah. So my, I like the Vikings to win. I normally, don't like picking my favorite team, um, but I agree with CJ and think there's a new sheriff in town. We're gonna have we're gonna have a good season. Um, not to be all cliche and say this is the year or anything like that, but I really do think there's gonna be some noticeable changes, and I think Rodgers might take a little bit to settle in with kind of every the new look team that he's got, and you know, Alan Lazard. I think he's a good NFL receiver. I'm not so sure he's going to be like something that Rodgers is so 
excited about here in about like six to eight weeks. Some reality is probably going to set in for him there that maybe he's not as good as everyone thinks. So I like the Vikings. Um, I also like the Chargers at home. Um, I just love Justin Herbert. So going to be looking forward to watching him. They're three-point favorites. Got to get it done at home week one. Um, in the NFL, if everyone knows how hard it is to win on the road. So take care of business at home for the Chargers. And then I liked the Browns to beat the Panthers. They're only one-and-a-half-point dogs, but I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy. and He's on this little revenge tour, but not so sure it's going to work out for him. Fair enough. Uh, one final question before we clock it up here. Just all three of you. CJ, we'll start with you first. What are you most excited for this NFL season to watch? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. And, all right, so I'm going to put this out there first. Once again, like TJ said, not to be cliche and talk about my favorite team, I'm excited for the Vikings' new offense with Kevin O'Connell, and I'm just excited to see, you know, what they're really capable of. You know, Kirk Cousins gets a lot of hate for being some game manager, and he's like the definition of mid. But, hey, man, he had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions in a, a Clint Kubiak offense last year. Uh, you know, Mike Zimmer's head coach, you know, very conservative. New sheriff in town, Kevin O'Connell, uh, uh, led the Rams to the Super Bowl with his offense. Um, I expect Kirk to have 4,500-plus yards, uh, 40 touchdowns possibly. And I think Justin Jefferson is going to break every single record that Cooper Cup broke last year. Uh, so that's what I'm most excited for this year. Wow. Huff, what do you think? Something different besides that. Uh, I'm excited for uh, – I'm excited to see if the Bengals can back up their Super Bowl run last year. Um, they upgraded on offense and defense. Uh, I'm excited to see if Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon uh, can uh, help Burrow uh, put together some wins and maybe have them make a run at another AFC title. Um yeah, they're a very exciting team. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think there's a lot of great teams this year. It's going to be a fun NFL season. Uh, but I'm ex- I'm most excited to see if the Bengals can back up that Super Bowl run. TC? I'm most excited to see the Bears have a terrible season. I think the Bears <laughs> are going to be awful. And I'm excited to watch that and the continued collapse of their franchise. Um yeah, I'm not not a Bears guy, obviously, being a Vikings fan and like in the NFC North. So I think they're going to be in for a long season. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm going to just name three things that I'm kind of looking forward to see here. Uh, one is Trey Lance. See how he does here. Kind of interesting to see how they use him, how successful he can be. I think he can be a real exciting player to watch. Another thing is – how this new Dolphins team will look. Shout out Connor Moret. See if uh, yeah. Tua can get it done with Tyreek. Uh, see if Tua is actually the man or not. And if he's not, they better get rid of him quick because they got a pretty good squad on their hands with that Dolphins team. Then the only other thing I'd like to bring up is see how the Broncos are, honestly. I think the Broncos have potential to be a really big or really good team this year and make a lot of noise, so. I don't know. It's kind of cool to see some of these teams that haven't really made a lot of noise lately, like the Bengals, you know, last year. Maybe the Dolphins can this year or the Broncos, you know, 
just spice it up, you know, see if uh, we can get some new names in there. So that's what I'm excited for. Thanks for the show, guys. Thanks for joining. CJ, glad you could make it. Yep, yep. Even though you're a little late. Couldn't get it to connect, man. Was having Wi-Fi issues. Considering this is half your show and you show up late, it's unbelievable. God. <laughs> so, but appreciate you guys. Hopefully we get you back on again. See y'all later. See you, boys.